you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. We want to welcome everyone that's watching us live right now. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're so excited that you connected with us this morning. Resurrection Sunday. We are excited to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. But I want to I, I, I got something that I want to share with you this morning. We just saw a beautiful testimony of a young girl by the name of Ariana, and uh, it just impacted me. Um, there is so much that I could talk about today. The fact that Jesus lives, I mean, it's one of the topics that we could talk about, amen? There's thousands of churches all over the world and all over the country right now that they're talking about Jesus lives, amen? Uh, we could talk about the blood, the power of the blood of the cross that was shed on Calvary. We could talk about the empty tomb, the empty tomb and and uh, we could talk about Gagafa and what happened. And, and we could talk about Via Dolorosa. There's so many things that we could talk about. But there's something different that I want to talk about today. But before I go there, if you ask people at any point, what was it that changed the world for humanity? Everybody has a different point of view. Everybody has a different answer. Some, depending on the age, will probably talk about Pearl Harbor, December uh, seven. Uh, 1941. Others will probably talk about uh, September 11, 2001. I, I imagine if I look out of the crowd right now and I ask you, where were you on uh, 2001, um, September 11, you all know exactly what you were doing and probably uh, you know what happened, what, what was going through your mind at that moment. Um, maybe if you were there in ground zero, you could tell me what it smelled like. You could tell me what it smelled like. There, there's a, a gentleman that I know that worked in uh, Wall Street uh, um, there at that time. And he was describing exactly what he felt and what he smelled. It was crazy what, you know, if you hear a, a person speak like that. But reality is that the day that changed the world for humanity was the day that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ our Lord was raised from the dead on the third day. That is the day. That is the day that impacted everyone. Whether you are a believer or not, it still impacted you. The, the, you, you you're still attached to that, whether you want to admit it or not, that you believe or not. It's irrelevant. The fact of the matter that Jesus Christ rose on the third day and that the tomb is completely empty, you know what? Uh, that is the day that changed humanity for the rest of their life. Especially to those of us that we have uh, accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The moment that we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we know that something changed within us. We have been resurrected together with him. Come on, speak to me, church. That was a weak amen. This is Resurrection Sunday. Come on. The fact that we had that resurrection power inside of us gives us the authority to put the devil under our feet. It gives us the authority to speak things into life, into existence. Why? Because Jesus rose on the third day. And the tomb is empty. We have been given that resurrection power within us so that we could empower, just like we just saw Ariana, that how she has that resurrection power working inside of her. And because of that, she is able to help others that are around her. That is the reason for our salvation. 
Our salvation is not to get saved one day and just store it inside a box and, and, and take it out every now and then. When we get saved, it's to change somebody else's life as well through the gospel of Jesus Christ because of what God did in our life. This woman got impacted when the Lord spoke to her in her prayer room. And it changed her life right there in an instant. We have that power inside of us. We got to understand that we got to walk in that power. We got to walk knowing that God has done everything that he had to do for us. He gave his only begotten son to die on that cruel cross for us. And he did it because of love, because of mercy, and because of grace. Love, mercy, and grace. I've entitled my message today, Spare Not His Own. Let's bow our heads and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day, Lord. I thank you for the blessing to be able to come to this temple, to this house, Lord, to worship you, Lord, as brothers and sisters, Lord Jesus. As we come together as one body, Lord, to pray and to seek you, the resurrected Christ. Lord, we are excited to know as believers, Lord, that the tomb is empty and that Jesus rose on the third day. Lord, I pray that you would open our minds, open our understanding right now to receive the word that you have for us today. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. As I was preparing my message, I wanted to connect uh, my message to a real testimony. I didn't want to put a, just a, any video up, uh, any video that I just Googled on. I, I, I didn't want to do that. I, I, I wanted to put something that would connect the love and mercy and grace of Jesus and see it from a, 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 the point of view of a person that their life was so messed up until one day, until one day. And, and it so happens that I was preparing uh, my message and um, this person sent uh, this video to Pastor Yvette, and I looked at it, and I, and I was on that video for the longest time going over and over and over again and again and again, and I was saying, Lord, this is love. This right here is the, the perfect example of love, of knowing that we have a Savior, that He loves us so much that regardless what you do, regardless what you do, His love is not going to change. His love is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. How many of us could say amen to that? How many could say glory to God that there's Jesus that touched me and that saved me? Because if not, I would have been six foot under the ground. Come on. Let's be real. Remove the Sunday suit. You know, let, let's be real. We were all messed up at one point or another. Whether it was like Ariana, might have been drugs or might have been prostitution or might have been pornography, whatever it was, we needed a savior. We needed a savior. And still to this day, we need a savior. Here we are 2,000 years later, it's uh, April 17, 2022, and we're still talking about the miracle that took place that day. Because there's power in the word of Jesus. There's power in the word of God when we open the word of God and we see everything that he's done for us. His love is passion for us. There's many churches today that are going to sugarcoat the word of God, but I refuse to do that. 
Because I, I, I believe that we need to understand how real his love is. And that we need to understand that, yes, we are sinners. Every day we got to wake up and we got to say, Lord, thank you for this day, but forgive me, Lord, for whatever I'm going to do this day. We were driving from North Carolina on Friday, and man, I don't know. The moment that you step into Florida, it's like you're, you're going into another dimension. People are on the highway. They're, they're zooming next to you, and I'm, and I'm saying, what the heck is this? Where are they going? What fire are they going to turn off? And then I have Pastor Yvette next to me. Babe, uh, look at the, uh, uh, babe, your foot. Babe, I said, honey, look at those. Talk to them. Don't talk to me. How come you don't say anything to them? Carlos, she's there on my ear all the time. Babe, honey, why don't you go to sleep for a while? Go to sleep. Go to sleep for a while and let me drive. You know I can't drive 70. You know I got to go that 80, 85, you know? But, but, but hey, but wait, I'm not hitting that hundred. You know, there's cars that are zooming by me with a hundred. You know, I love it when Pastor Yvette goes to sleep. Listen, guys, it's 12 hours. 12 hours in the car. You know, I got the best traveling dog. Sadie, my, my schnauzer. Man, we just put Sadie on the back seat. I put her blanket there. And she is gone until we get here to South Florida. And I'm looking at her and I'm saying, Sadie, speak it to mama, <laughs> you know. But yeah, people are just zooming by. And I'm saying, Lord, thank you that we have a savior, you know. And yes, we saw several accidents that uh, I don't know if people made it, you know. Um, we, we got deviated at one point. We had to take 95 and, and 95 was terrible, terrible accident in West Palm. But anyways, let's go to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27, starting in verse number one. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 27, starting in verse number one, verses one through seven after the Sabbath. As the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly... There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. It says in the word of God that he rolled back the stone and he was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his robe was white as snow. The guards were so shaken for fear from fear of him that they, 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 they became like dead men, it says in the word of God. But the angel told the woman, don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been resurrected. Just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples he has been raised from the dead. In fact, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. If you will see him there, listen, I have told you. It's so interesting to understand and see that even in the birth and resurrection of Jesus, there were angels there. They were angels to witness what was taking place. Matthew 28. What, what was it that I said? Oh, I'm sorry. Matthew 28. 
it was interesting that they were there to witness. And also uh, scholars say that there were at least 16 Roman guards, 16 Roman guards that were assigned to the tomb where Jesus lay. There, there was so much talk about that. Uh, there, there was so much going on about what had happened there on that day. The good news is that Jesus died, was buried, and rose on the third day. And because of that, we have salvation today. And because of that, we have eternal life today. And because of that, we have a promise that our life is not just, we're just passing by. You might live here right now, but you got to understand that this is not eternity. I don't care how many goodies you bought or how many vehicles you got or where you live. Listen, you're just passing by. Our focus needs to be heaven. Because he died to prepare a place for us to go. Because he knew that one day there would be a woman confused by the devil called Ariana. He died on that cross. And I quote her. Something is missing in my life. This is what she said. Something is missing in my life. But she went where? She went in her prayer closet. She said in her testimony that she went in her prayer closet. And the Lord told her, the devil is wiping. Listen to this congregation. Listen to me. The devil is wiping out entire family bloodlines and generations of people that I intended to be born. That I intended to be born will not exist for my glory. They will not exist for my, my glory. And she says, I just remember feeling, wow, I've been really selfish in my life. End of quote. There's a generation that will not be born. That will not be born because of abortion. That will not be born because of confusion in their minds about sex and who they are. We need to go back to basic. And basic in the word of God, you just find it in Genesis. He created male and female. And the devil has come to drill into the mind of our youth that there could be other sexes. Whatever alters the DNA of God, it comes from Satan. I'm going to repeat that again. Whatever, whatever changes the DNA of God, it comes straight from the pit of hell. This is why, this is why he said there will be a generation that will not be born and do my will, obviously, because of confusion. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus that in the middle of our mistakes, in the middle of our nonsense, in the middle of the stupidity, that there's a lot of people agreeing with that theology today that, you know what, yes, there could be several sexes, and you could be one thing today and another one tomorrow and another one the next day and another one next month. Thank God that there's a Jesus. Jesus. 
that shed his blood for each and every one of us. But there's a spirit of confusion even inside the church. And I'm not just talking about the youth. I'm talking about straight all over. Because they've gotten away from Genesis. They've gotten away from the truth of God. What God created. God created male and female. Made in the image of God. Not made in the image of man, but in the image of God. In the image of God. There are people all around us each day that might, struggle, that might be struggling in some area of their life. Just like she did. And felt confused and insignificant. Or God does not care about them. Or he does not listen to their prayers. But I want to encourage you. And those that are watching us today online. I want to encourage you and I want you to understand this Resurrection Sunday. That our Heavenly Father loves you unconditionally. Let me repeat that again. That our Heavenly Father loves you unconditionally. That he gave his only begotten son to die on that cruel cross because of our sins. Because he knew that creation needed a savior. Somebody that would pay the price. Somebody that would redeem us. Somebody that would pay the price to keep us out from the pit of hell. And understand there was nothing so precious to him that he would not give up. In order to provide your salvation, the Father gave all of you and he gave out his son to take care of your sins completely. I will take you to the scriptures. Go to Romans chapter 8 verses 32 through 39. Here's Paul talking about God. And listen to what he says in verse 32. Romans chapter 8. It says, He who did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, how would he not also, along with his uh, graciously given us all things, who will bring any charge against God's elect, his chosen one, it is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in right relationship with himself. It's God himself. Verse number 34. Who is the one who condemns us? Who is the one who condemns us? Christ Jesus is the one who died to pay for our penalty. And more than that, who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of God interceding, it says in the word of God, interceding with the Father for us. How many can say, thank you, Lord, that you intercede on my behalf on a daily basis? That you're there, Lord, uh, 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 Jesus interceding before the Father, pleading on my behalf. Glory to God. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Just as it is written and forever remains written. For your sake. We are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than, we are more than 
we are more than conquerors and gain overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. We are more than conquerors. If, if, if the word of God says that I'm more than a conqueror, I got to believe it. That regardless what I'm going through, regardless of struggles, regardless of pain, regardless of the, of the dumb, stupid decisions that I made in my life, you know what? I am going to be able to conquer because he's on my side. He is my redeemer, and he tells me that I am a conqueror. Glory to God. A lot of times people don't understand the authority that we have as believers in Christ. We Listen, the devil should be afraid of us. He should be trembling. Oh, God, don't let him wake up the next day because I know they're going to war against me. Oh, don't, don't, don't let them open the church because they got to praise you. They're going to uh, praise and worship the king. Oh, don't let them open the door. Don't let them open the door. The devil should be trembling. But a lot of times, people, even within the church, they get to the spirit of lack and, and just allow the beatings to come on, on them. Just allow the beatings to come on them. Like you're in a boxing ring. And, and, and they're throwing punches at you, and you're just standing there. Oh, wow, they beat me again. Oh, wow, they beat me again. No. We got the authority to rise up and know that we're going to conquer because Jesus is on our side. There's a, there's a power within us that is risen within us that we have to activate. And understand that coming on Sundays, it's awesome, it's great. Getting together for prayer is really good, but you know what? you got to activate that power your own self. I am not going to do the homework for you. No one can do the homework for you. you got to do it yourself. you got to find yourself, like, like Ariana said, you know, in that prayer closet and get in there and just fight with the devil and let the, the soothing bomb of Jesus come on you. And just know that, you know what? You have the power and you have the authority. To rebuke that devil and send him back to hell where he belongs. When that confusion comes in your mind, you know what? Rebuke him with the word of God. Don't receive the punches. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor nothing present or threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor uh, other created things will be able to separate us from the ultimate love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God sacrificed so much, so much to give us eternal life that we, we, we can rest assured in the knowledge that he also wants us to give us abundant life. Not just any life. Don't, don't, there, there's no reason why the Christian, well, I'm, I'm just making it. Listen, brother, you're making it because you want. Because God didn't create you just to make it. No, God created you with abundance. God is a God that overflows abundance of love, abundance of whatever it is that you need in your life. You just need to step in that place and ask for it. And believe God. Believe the word of God. Believe the promises of God. That we tend to just sit there and and receive the beatings from the enemy. 
But we must bear in mind that life is about making choices. Every day and every choice we make is accompanied by victory and happiness or defeat and disappointments. What choices are we making? Are we listening to what the enemy is saying or are we reading what the Word of God says and the promises that are in the Word of God? What choices are we making? According to the choices that you make, those, that, that's what's going to come upon your life. And listen, like I've always said from the pulpit, I don't care about me. I care about what I'm leaving behind. I care about my kids. I care about my grandkids, my great-grandkids. I, I, I care about that legacy. Nobody's going to change my mind. I'm 57 years old. Nobody's going to change my mind. Your pastor is not going to walk in here next week and say, you know what, today I'm Nancy. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know who I am in Christ Jesus. I know what God made me. And I walk in that assurance. And I know who I serve. And I know the power that there is, Carlos, because when I came to Christ, I was a bitter man. I was a bitter man. I was an angry man. I was a, a, a very upset man. Why? Because of what happened in my life. Listen, I'm not Ariana. I didn't, I didn't go through that. But I went through uh, the divorce of my parents. And that got me very bitter in life. And I started to build these walls up in my life until Christ came into the picture. One day, Bethel Assemblies of God, hallelujah, 37 years ago, 36 years ago. That's the day that my life changed completely. But just like her, I woke up one day and I had to make a decision. God didn't press anything on me. Nobody forced me. Nobody put a gun in my head and say, you got to. No. Listen, listen what God told her. You got to make a decision today. Simple. It, it, it wasn't uh, rocket science. Uh, you, you know, it was very simple. I had to make a decision that day. And from that day on, my life has changed completely. Completely. But I had to make a choice. And that choice, uh, Carlos, and, 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 and those that are here, you know what? It's affected not just my life, but it's just like throwing a pebble on, on the ocean, on, on a lake or whatever. And you see those ripple effects and affects everything in my life. My kids, my grandkids. And I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And I see it on my kids, the way that they're raising my grandkids. But it's because of the decision I made one day. There's some of you that are here this morning that you must make a decision and you must make it today. You know why? Because tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Don't, don't think that, well, pastor's going to be here next Sunday and he's going to dar otro latigazo next Sunday and maybe I'll come back next Sunday. No, 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 no. Today is a day. Pastor doesn't know if he's going to be here next Sunday. By God's grace, I know that I will. But just in case, I might be in heaven. And somebody else is going to be preaching. It's going to be Pastora with the big smile on her face. She said, glory to God. He made it already in Jesus' name. But you know what? Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of decision. Keep that in mind. 2 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse 21. It says, he made Christ who knew no sin to judicially, hallelujah, glory to God, judicially, be sin on our behalf so that in him we will become the righteousness of God, the righteousness of God. 
That is, we will be made acceptable to him and placed in right relationship with him by his gracious, loving kindness. By his gracious, loving kindness. In other words, Christ Jesus was the sinless lamb of God, yet became a sacrificial substitute for you and I. For you and I. Isaiah, my grandson, Come on, that's my grandson's name. Go to Isaiah 53. Glory to Jesus. Are you receiving something this morning? Come on. Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 10. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. Listen to what it says. And I want to read it in the Amplified. And it says, but in fact, he has bore our grief and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, degraded and humiliated by him. But he was was wounded by our transgressions. He was crushed for our wickedness. Listen to the word that it says there, wickedness. Our sins, our injustice, our wrongdoing. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him, and by his stripes, wounds, we are healed. By his stripes, by his wounds, we are healed. All of us, like sheep gone astray, we have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us all, our sin and injustice and wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth to complain or defend himself like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is silent before the shears. So he did not open his mouth, says in the word of God, after approaching, after oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generations, his uh, contemporaries who among them concerned himself with the fact that he was cut off from the land of the living by his death for the transgression of my my people to whom the stroke of death was due. His grave was assigned with the wicked, but he was with the rich man in his death because he had done no violence, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet the Lord was willing to crush him, causing him to suffer. Are you understanding these words? Yet the Lord was willing to crush him. Causing him to suffer. If he would give himself as a guilt offering and an atonement for sin. He shall see his spiritual offspring. He shall prolong his days. And the will, good pleasure of the Lord shall succeed And prosper in him. Glory to God. Glory to God. The prophet Isaiah had predicted that Christ would bore our grief and carry our sorrows. And that God would make his soul an offering for sin. Isaiah had seen it already. Isaiah knew what was going to take place. Yet we read this, but we never comprehend the awesome price that Jesus paid to cleanse us of our sins. 
We read this like another story. We read this and then you'll probably read it again in 365 days. And we shouldn't do that. We, we, We don't have to wait to next Resurrection Sunday next year to remember ourselves of the, of the price that he paid. It should be fresh in our mind on a daily basis because if it's fresh on my mind on a daily basis, that keeps me from sinning. That keeps me from doing things that I know that it's going to hurt him. I think he went through enough pain as it is already. Yet we read this, but we never comprehend the awesome price that Jesus paid to cleanse our sins and to give us righteousness. What love was required from the Father to watch His only begotten Son to bear bear that excruciating pain on that cross on Calvary and see His Son with that that crown of thorns on His head and and the blood coming down and see His Son in the... And, 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 and that whole week going up to the crucifixion, being whipped and, and falling down with the cross, how heavy it was. And yet, and yet he didn't give up. To think that God in his mercy and compassion for us would even forgive our intentional sins if we repent. If we repent. God would even forgive sin intended to anger a rebel against him. And he would forgive him if we repent. God forgives our careless sins. Our careless things. Sins that we make on a daily basis. And yet he forgives them if we repent. Exodus chapter 34 verses 6 through 7 says, Then the Lord passed by in front of him talking about Moses, and proclaim, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious. I want you to underline this in your, in your Bibles or mark it there on your phones, whatever you have. Exodus 34, verses 6 through 7. Then the Lord passed in front of Moses and said, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, and truth faithfulness keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin but he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished but he by will no means will leave the guilty unpunished visiting and avenging the iniquity, sin, and guilt of the fathers upon the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Do, do we understand what the scriptures are saying? Let, 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 let me read that again. Keeping mercy and loving kindness for thousands, forgiving iniquities and transgression and sin but he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. Leave the guilty unpunished. Visiting and avenging the iniquity, sin, guilt of the fathers upon the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation that is calling the children to account for the sins of their fathers. 
this is this is something i mean we can't take this lightly men that are here today listen to me take this word of god at heart the decisions that you are making will affect to the third and fourth generation Don't look at me like a fish out of water. It's in the word of God. I told you, I want you to underline it, highlight it. Put, I don't, I don't know, firecrackers next to it. Put, put it on neon. Do whatever you want. But understand until the third and fourth generation, whatever decisions I make. He is a loving but also just God. In other words, don't play with him. Don't take his forgiveness for granted. Don't trample on the blood of Jesus. And a lot of times we say, you know, amen, and and that is true, but we trample on the blood of Jesus by our actions. Don't make the mistake to believe the lies of the enemy. A lot of people live in bondage because they continue to believe the lies of the enemy. You have gone too far. The enemy tells you. Or you are deep in the issue. And therefore there's no help for you at all. That is a lie of the enemy. Or whatever that voice is speaking to you in the middle of the night when you're trying to go to bed and you're trying to just uh, uh, relax and go to sleep and just rest and you're hearing this voice telling you, well, uh, you know what? It's too late and God doesn't love you. You know exactly where that's coming from. That is coming straight from the pit of hell. That is coming straight from the enemy. Jesus paid the price for it all and he wants you to be free. He wants you to be free of all bondage that you have gotten yourself into because of wrongdoing, wrong decisions, or maybe the people that you hang around with. Don't ever think that things are going to change in your life if if, if God's spoken to you about something and you know for a fact that you're deep in that water because of the friends that you have. And you continue to hang around with those people. You will continue to dig yourself even deeper. Unless you do an about face like they say in the military, you're going to continue in the same mistake. And sometimes making, taking that step takes courage to say, I need a change in my life. I can't continue the way that I'm going because I know that I'm seeing destruction. Is it hard to leave loved ones behind? Yes, it is. Is it hard to leave friends that you've known for years? Yes, it is. But do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? That's the bottom line. And you need to understand that whatever you're doing is grieving the Holy Spirit. It's grieving the Holy Spirit. I am talking to someone today. In closing, after all that God did for us at the cross, should we not approach the throne of grace with confidence?
with confidence, knowing that he did it for me, he did it for you, he did it for you, he's going to do it for somebody else as well. With confidence, knowing that regardless where we've been, what we've done, what we said, our actions, what our hands did, what our eyes did, what our mouth did, what our ears received, you know what? There's God. There's God. There's God. But there was one day that Ariana had to make a decision. And today, to the glory of God, she is ministering to people. She is ministering to people. And she says it so boldly. You know, if you need help, let me know and I will help you. She is ministering to people that have listened to the devil for years. For years, telling the people, you know what, you can't get out of that because you already tried X, Y, Z, and there's no way of getting out of that. And she says, here I am. And she says, because of the love of God. She says, you could thumb through the Bible all you want. You could pray all you want, but it's the love of God. The love of God that sent his only begotten son to die on that cross. And today, she's who she is because of that. Because of that. Understand that God's response to our prayers is not based upon our worthiness, but upon his love and grace for us. His love and grace for us. That is what changed her life, and that is what's going to change your life and my life. And it's the same love that will change the life of anyone that you know. Don't ever think it's impossible. Don't ever say, Lord, my, what my son is doing, what my daughter is doing, what my husband's doing, what my wife is doing, what, whatever it might be, don't ever say it's impossible. Because the moment that you're doing that, you're blocking the miracle yourself. You're walking in bondage yourself, and not just you, but you're, you're tying that person to that lie from the enemy. There's not a person that God cannot change. There's not a human being. There's, a, there's not a heart that God cannot break and make it new again. And pour the, the love of Jesus inside of them. There's absolutely nothing impossible. May we understand that nothing we could ask of God could ever compare with the price that he paid for us with the son Jesus. May we never take the righteousness God has given us for granted. May we never do that. There was a price that was paid. Nothing in this world is for free. May we never take the forgiveness of our sins lightly. It cost Jesus a terrible price that he paid on that cross in order to forgive our sins and make us righteous. 
Will you stand this morning? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Once I close the service today, we're going to have communion. But for now, I'm going to make a salvation call. I want you to bow your heads. He who did not spare his own son is saying to you, are you willing to accept my son today and surrender whatever stronghold, whatever addiction, whatever is holding you back from a genuine surrender to Jesus? Are you willing to let it go today? Whatever that might be. If that is you today, would you just raise your hand right there where you're at? And you say, I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I want my sins to be forgiven. I know I've been wretched. I know that I've been wrong so many times. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm walking. I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm dabbling into. But today is a day of salvation. And today I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Would you be willing enough to raise your hand? As a back of a confession and say, Lord, uh, Forgive me, and I want to accept your Son as my Lord and Savior today. To those that are watching online, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior as well. And, and whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you are struggling with today, I am telling you that, that Jesus is willing and wanting to set you free once and for all. I'm just going to ask you right there where you're at, just lift up your hands and just repeat this after me. It's going to be simple. It's not going to be complicated. But I know that, 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 that today your day is going to change completely. And you're going to mark this day in your life like this was a day that something happened in my life. Something changed in my spirit. Because I accepted my Savior, Jesus Christ. So right there where you're at, Heavenly Father, come on, repeat it after me loud enough that the Lord's going to hear you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I receive him right now into my heart. And I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. Wipe him out completely, Lord. Lord, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you for the sacrifice on the cross. I thank you for the blood that he shed for me because of love and mercy and grace. Lord, help me to walk together with Him each and every day of my life. And I promise that I will serve Him every day from this day forward of my life. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. God bless you if you made that prayer today. You know what? There are angels rejoicing in heaven right now because of the decision that you made in your life. And I guarantee you, I'm going to pray for you right now, but I guarantee you that you're going to sense this overwhelming peace all over you right now. And it's the peace of Jesus that loves you so much. So Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, for those that are watching us right now, we bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, because you've come into their life right now. They've accepted you as their Lord and Savior. Lord. Father, I declare that Today, today is a day of new beginnings, Lord. 
new beginnings, Lord. There's a new life right there, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I declare that they're going to be able to sleep tonight. They're going to be able to rest. Their mind is going to rest because they're turning everything over to you right now. I bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. I declare that you're going to have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday today. God bless you. We'll be with you next Sunday again.